John 15:1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are today on this blessed day of Rosh Hashanah. I just pray that this blesses you and finds you well and at peace today. You and your family filled with joy and peace in your hearts and your minds and your bodies and in your homes. God bless you. Um, I just wanted to share a few things with you guys today that the Lord had uh, laid on my heart in these past few days of deep repentance um, that he's walking me through in my own personal life and um, that I just when I'm going through different things in my life um, and God's you know giving me words and sharing things with me I just always feel moved to share it uh, with the body of Christ uh, some things I don't because they're personal more more personal but some things I feel like it's not just for me, it's for the body of Christ. So I, I like to share it uh, when I can and when I'm supposed to. Um, so I just wanted to um, first just share this devotion from um, my son's devotional that we uh, share uh, together every day. It's really beautiful. And like I've said before on a previous podcast, it, it's It's for children, but it blesses me uh, just as much as it blesses him, and I'm grateful for it. And it is called uh, Streams in the Desert for Kids, and this is today's um, reading for September 19th. Gardeners know that the way to get fruit trees to bear lots of fruit is to prune them, which means to cut off or cut back parts of the tree. Trees that have not been pruned can become a tangled mass of shoots and branches that don't produce fruit and come to lots of insects and diseases. Jesus said that our lives are like vines or fruit trees. He also taught that God is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in us that does not bear fruit. All the branches that do bear fruit get pruned so that they will be even more fruitful. That means that if God sees things in your life that are not good, He's going to take them out. And if he sees things that are good, he works on them some more so that they will be even better. God knows exactly what needs to go and what can stay. He won't take away more than is needed to help you become more like Jesus. Just as expert gardeners know what the results of their pruning will be even before they start cutting, God knows the kind of growth and fruit that will result before he goes to work on us. If we let him do what he wants to do, he'll make something beautiful out of us. And so a little prayer here is, Dear Lord, work on my life to help me become more like Jesus. Please prune what is needed. In Jesus' name, amen. And so I just wanted to share that with you because I'm going through the refiner's fire in my life and have been for a while. A lot of teaching, a lot of correcting, a lot of obedience, a lot of learning and stretching and growing in my own personal life and in my son's life too. And um, 
God is teaching us to to be under his covering, his protection, and his authority, and to trust him as father. I've walked through the process of father and then son, Jesus, and then Holy Spirit, and now he's brought me back to father. (laughs) Um, As um, a child that was that dealt with abandonment, um, from, from my father. Um, it, it, it put a major strain on my relationship with, um, the father, God, and with all the things I've gone through in my life with, uh, different men in my life that have hurt me or rejected me or cheated or lied or betrayed or whatever was done it just made it even worse. The rejection and the abandonment was, was really bad. And so he's been walking me through a major cleansing and healing process over these past few years since I got saved and baptized in 2016. And, um, it's not an overnight thing. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes, it's a process. And, um, and I've come a long way and I'm grateful and I'm, I praise God for everything that he's done in my life and that he's still doing, um, but he's still doing a major work in my life. And I'm not too, too proud to say that. Um, I, I'm not perfect. And, and I say that on all my podcasts because I want all of us to just put away the pride and the shame and the guilt of not being perfect and, um, admit that we all need a savior that we are all imperfect and we are all sinners and fall short of the grace of God. And we need Jesus. He's the only one that can save us. He's the only one that can purify us and clean, cleanse us and forgive us and make us new and transform us from the inside out. And that's what he's doing in my life. He's transforming me from the inside out. And, um, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for his love and for his mercy and grace um, so I just wanted to share a few other things that he just put on my heart this morning that I, that he's talking to me about, but also wanting me to share with the body of Christ, whoever else is out there um, on in the same um, path that I'm on and, and mindset um, of just wanting to produce fruit, wanting the fruits of the spirit that only come from spending time with Jesus and in intimacy with the father and intimacy with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the word of God. Um, to make that a lifestyle and just do it every day, even when you don't feel like it. Um, There's many days where I'm very tired and I hurt because I suffer from lupus, unfortunately. And um, I'm praying and believing for a miracle. I'm praying and believing for complete healing. And I'm much better than I was. I'm on several medications to help me, treatments to help me. And I'm, thank God, thank you, Jesus, I'm much better than I was. I'm not as debilitated as I was, but I'm still um, suffering from it. And I, um, but like I said, I, I'm believing and speaking the word of God over myself and believing of the promises that he's promised me for my healing. And I know he's going to do that in my life and in my body. He's going to create that miracle. I don't know when, but I know he's going to do it. (laughs) And I know that his timing is perfect and I trust him. But in the meantime, I have to walk through this suffering with him and 
it's not always easy. I'm a single mom to a special needs child and my son suffers with, with different things. And he's a teenager with hormones and that's not always easy either. And I'm getting up into my years and I'm 47 and going into pre-menopause and that's not easy. So you can imagine the things I've been going through over here. It's, it's not easy. Um, I'm not complaining. I have Jesus and, and, and he's helped us both through so many things. And, and we have his peace that passes all understanding uh, that you think everything we've gone through and everything that we've been dealing with personally and together um, that we wouldn't have peace but we do you know not every day is perfect but we have the peace of God and I'm so grateful that I have Jesus in my life because without him going through everything I've gone through in my life and what my son has had to walk through in his personal life with his disabilities and and sicknesses and procedures and surgeries and and therapies and everything, we wouldn't be where we are right now if it wasn't for Jesus. We would be completely lost and I don't know where we would be. I don't know what would have happened to us if we um, didn't have Jesus and didn't have a relationship with him and didn't surrender to his will and to his um, guidance and love and, and just that surrender. I mean, it's a daily active choice of surrendering to Holy Spirit. Um, and, and it takes, it takes humility. It takes, um, the Holy Spirit and the power of God to do it. You can't do it on your own. It's impossible for anyone to walk through what I've gone through and what my son's gone through and for us to walk through it together. It's impossible without Jesus. And so I know so many people have looked at my life and looked at my son and looked at our, our story and our walk and our journey and said, how is she still alive? How is she still doing it? How is she still trusting God and having so much faith and being so positive? How is she doing it? And they're thinking like, like I'm doing it or something. And I always have to laugh and say, this is not me. It's the power of God. It's the, it's Holy Spirit. It's Jesus. That's what they, that's what you see in me. That's what you see when you look at my life. That's, that's who you're looking at. You're looking and seeing Jesus in my life. You're not seeing me because it's not me. I promise you. <laughs> I am human and faulty and not perfect. And, uh, I, 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 uh, I never get it right all the time. And, um, none of us do, but he helps me get it right. Most of the days because I surrender to him. And that's what it's all about. It's about full surrender, surrendering your life and your will to his and saying, you know what? I can't do this on my own. There's no way I can possibly do this. It's impossible. But he says it in his word. What's impossible for man is possible for God because nothing is impossible for God. He can do all things. Nothing's impossible for him. He never fails. And so I just want to share that with you today to maybe renew your hope and renew your faith that you can, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's one of my favorite scriptures. I, I, I say it a lot <laughs> and, uh, it's very true. Um, so basically I'm going to share a few prayers in a little bit, um, that I feel like need to be prayed and that I, I pray that you, you pray them with me. They're beautiful. And, um, they're from that favorite prayer, prayer book that I keep mentioning. Um, that I love so much, Prayers That Avail Much by Jermaine Copeland. And so I want to share those with you too in a minute. But um, right now where God has me, Father God has me, is is um, basically coming into a deep, heartfelt repentance. 
um, in my life, my son's life, and together we've been doing that um, f- for for a while now. But it's like a daily thing that we come and confess. But but a deep, heartfelt repentance of the past, and and just letting go of all the shame and guilt of the past, and um, and to forgive myself, to truly forgive myself, and to forgive others who have walked out of our lives, who have rejected us or abandoned us or haven't been there the way I felt like they needed to be there for me. And it's almost like a forgiveness, not only for myself, but for them and to get, let them off the hook of thinking that they could do something that only God could do. Um, not that many people can, unfortunately in this world deal with, um, people that are different and people that have uh, special needs. It's a, it's a, a divine providence and call on someone's life to be able to accept and love someone with special needs. And you really have to be with a right heart posture. And that, I guess, is something that I pray for all of us, that if you see someone that's different than you, or acts different, or talks different, or doesn't do the way things you do it. Just love them and accept them. Don't don't judge them. If if it annoys you or gets on your nerves or get on, gets under your skin, just pray for them. Just forgive them and pray for them. Uh, doesn't mean that you have to be in alignment with them and, and, and agree with how they're acting or what they're doing. You can come away from that and love them from afar. And on social media, sometimes you got to block people because you can feel their spirit and you know it's not right. And, and if it's, you know, controlling and manipulative Jezebel spirit and this, like I've said before, this envy and jealousy and competition and comparison spirit, you just come away from it. <laughs> just come away from it. And it's unfortunate. I, I hate doing things like that because, um, it hurts that I would have to do something like, cause I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm not intentionally trying to hurt anybody by blocking them, but I I'm on a path of healing and closeness, um, to my calling and purpose in life. And I can't be distracted right now. I'm, I'm like Nehemiah with the building of the walls. I can't be distracted and come down from the wall, from building the wall. I have, if I have to put up blinders on my side and block people to, to move, keep moving forward instead of staying stuck or, or keep looking backwards at my past, I, I, then that's what I have to do. And I'm not doing like I said, out of, to hurt people. Uh, that they they would be like, oh my gosh, she blocked me and be hurt. That's not my spirit. That's not my heart. I'm just trying to not be distracted at this point in my life and trying to just move forward. And and so sometimes I'm just putting that out there for other people. Sometimes you might have to do that too. Um, It's... uh, you have to stay focused and not look to the left or the right, but stay focused and look at Jesus and move forward. Uh, so whatever you have to do, uh, do it so that you can walk into your purpose and to the promised land and into your calling for the kingdom and for, for God. And so he gave me a few um, scriptures that I wanted to share. He, he gave me um, Isaiah 60 about people returning for the reunion. And I'll just go ahead and read that. Um, and I, it's really interesting. I had just gone through uh, this morning with prayer and speaking with God, and he laid these things on my heart, and I hadn't done the podcast yet. And then I went and listened to online um, a man named Nate Johnston that uh, is a prophet of God. And he was talking about similar things, and it was just 
confirmation for me to share this. So, um, anyway, it was just, he's a great prophet. If you want to go follow him and listen to him, he's, he's right in alignment with what God's saying. And, uh, and it's, he has a lot of encouraging, supportive, uh, words for the body of Christ right now. So Isaiah 60 basically says, get out of bed, Jerusalem. And this is, I feel like him saying this to us as the body of Christ, get out of bed, Jerusalem, wake up. And obviously we're in Rosh Hashanah. It's just the time of awakening, wake up. Everyone's blowing the shafars and the trumpets to wake up, wake up your inner spirit, your inner man and repent and, um, come out of any agreements that aren't in alignment with the word of God and come into the fullness and the authority of God and your purpose and, um, calling. So get out of bed, Jerusalem, wake up, put your face in the sunlight. God's bright glory has risen for you. The whole earth is wrapped in darkness. All people sunk in deep darkness, but God rises on you. His sunrise glory breaks over you. Nations will come to your light. Kings to your sunburst brightness. Look up, look around, watch as they gather, watch as they approach you. Your sons coming from great distances, your daughters carried by their nannies. When you see them coming, you'll smile big smiles your heart will swell and yes burst all those people returning by sea for the reunion a rich harvest of exiles gathered in from the nations and then streams of camel caravans as far as the eye can see young camels of nomads in midian and at ephra i don't know how to pronounce some of these words so give me grace (laughs) pouring in from the south from sheba loaded with gold and frankincense, preaching the praises of God. And yes, a great roundup of flocks from the nomads in Kadar and Nebioth. Welcome gifts for worship at my altar as I bathe my glorious temple in splendor. And then he just goes on to say, when I was angry, I hit you hard because God is a good father. He does not mean to punish us, but he disciplines his children. That's a good parent. A good parent disciplines their children. They just don't let their children just do whatever they want and behave however they want. That's that's not being a good parent. A good parent guides their children and shows them, okay, well, you don't act like this. You don't, you don't, you don't say this. You don't do that. You, 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 you guide them and mold them with the word of God and with with love and tenderness and kindness, but with discipline and showing them that they can't just talk to you anyway or act any certain way because uh, you're the, the parent, you're the adult and they're the child and they need guidance. And that's what God, the father does to his children, us, the body of Christ. He sometimes has to discipline us um, to get us to repent and to, to, to get it right and to be obedient and submit to him and submit to his word. And uh, that's what he's taught me and is teaching me. And so he said, when I was angry, I hit you hard. It's my desire not to be, it's my desire now, sorry. It's my desire now to be tender. Your Jerusalem gates will always be open, open house day and night, receiving deliveries of wealth from all nations and their kings, the delivery boys. Any nation or kingdom that doesn't deliver will perish. Those nations will be totally wasted. So he's talking about wealth and favor and blessings, but basically what he said to me is you have to walk in humility if you want the favor and blessings of God and to humble yourself. 
And that's what he just keeps talking to me about is walking in humility as the body of Christ, loving each other, forgiving each other and forgiving ourselves from past mistakes, from our past and just putting off all shame and guilt and condemnation because it's not from God. It's not from Jesus. That condemnation, shame and guilt is not from Jesus because he clearly says in his word, there is now no condemnation in Christ for those who are in Christ and that we are new creations and that the old is gone and the new has come. And so basically he just said, worship, serve, build and sow, obey, honor and respect, bow low and serve. And just again, to serve and not be served, to not get into our pride or ego and think this person owes me or these people should do this or say this. It's like, you just got to come out of that and say no. Now I I heard someone the other night, I think it was, um, Rabbi Kurt Landry. He was talking about, you know, we all need encouragement. So you want to surround yourself with giving people. Obviously you don't want to give to get back. You want to serve and not be served, but you want to surround yourself with good people that think the same way so that we're all serving each other. We're all loving and encouraging each other. Um, I, for a long time have in the past linked myself up with people that were a lot of takers and not givers. And I was constantly supporting, encouraging and giving. And I didn't feel like I was being supported, encouraged and and lift up and edified myself. And it it gets you in a point where you're, you get bitter, you get drained and you get tired and you don't want to do it anymore. And when you have the gift of encouragement on your life, that can be a problem because he has put that gift on my life to encourage. And I need to encourage, be an encourager. And so that's what I'm going to keep doing no matter what I'm going to do, what the Lord has uh, placed on my life to do for him and for his glory, no matter how I feel, you know, today I woke up and I didn't feel well. Um, but he just laid it on my heart to, to put my voice out there and to encourage you guys and encourage the body of Christ because we all need encouragement right now. I need encouragement. You need encouragement. So, um, So that's what I'm doing. So anyway, he just went on to say, uh, I'll give you only the best. No more hand-me-downs. Gold instead of bronze. Silver instead of iron. Bronze instead of wood. Iron instead of stones. I'll install peace to run your country. Make righteousness your boss. So he's basically just saying like he wants to give us peace and righteousness. No more lack. Nothing lost or stolen. And to give us strength and joy. And he just keeps laying that on that my, on, on my heart. I've I've walked through so such a wilderness and seasons of grief and disappointment and sorrow. Um, not only myself, but my son too, uh, from just different things that we've experienced uh, in our lives personally and with others that have been just heartbreaking. And um, and he's bringing us out of that. Praise God, he's bringing us out of that, and he's going. He's he's filling us with joy in this new year. He's taking away all the sorrow and pain and um, rejection and abandonment and sorrow and despair and disappointment, and he's exchanging it for joy and peace and strength and laughter, and um, removing certain people from our lives and replacing. Uh, them with good godly men and women that are going to support us and encourage us and love on us and um, make us feel accepted and wanted and part of a family and tribe that's where uh, he's heading us towards and I'm grateful it's been a long road um, very long road 
but God is so gracious. So he says, I, uh, God will be your eternal light. Your God will bathe you in splendor. I will be your eternal light. Your days of grieving are over. <laughs> I just declare that right now, not only over myself and my son, but over you too today. Your days of grieving are over in Jesus mighty name. I declare it and decree it over myself and my son and over you and your life today. And that joy has arrived. Strength has arrived in Jesus mighty name. And he basically went on to say, uh, the weakling become a strong nation. I am God. And at the right time, I'll make it happen. So this is his word for us today. Those who feel weak, those who feel weary, those who have been in the wilderness, like myself and my son for a long time of this pruning process of this refiner's fire process of, of, um, molding our characters and, um, creating, um, a life of integrity and refinement and fruit and, and, bringing us uh, slowly but surely into the promised land that he has for us and so like i said this this isn't just for for me and my son it's for you guys too as well um i hope this blesses you today it really blessed me and encouraged me and whenever i need encouragement i always say you know abba daddy i need encouragement i'm feeling really lonely and sad and not not supported and I, I need I need your encouragement I've he's taught me how to do that um and 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 he gives it to me every time and so if you need encouragement today I hope this is this is encouraging to you but if you need that in your own personal life um don't rely on man to give you what you need rely on God that's what he's taught me through this process is that we can't rely on people. People are people, they're human and they're faulty and they fail and they disappoint us and they hurt us and they betray us and they lie and they do whatever they do because we're human. But we have to find it in our hearts to love and forgive everybody for where they are on their walk and journey that we're all being processed and to not rely on each other for these things, but to rely on God for what you need, your joy, your peace, perseverance, encouragement, whatever it is, just go to God, the father today and ask him uh, to give those things to you. And he will. And so also as Isaiah 61, seven, this just, all of this has touched my heart this morning, but this, this too, um, because we've gone through so much trouble, my son and I, we've gone through so much heartache and so much pain and disappointment, um, that this just really just blessed me. So he says, because you got a double dose of trouble and more than your share of contempt, your inheritance in the land will be doubled and your joy go on forever. So there's another promise of replacing that grieving and that sorrow and that trouble and replacing it with his joy. Isn't that just amazing? With his joy. Joy has arrived. Joy is here to stay. I know there's a song by um, Melissa Helser and Jonathan Helser uh, from Cageless Birds. They're so beautiful. That family, I'm telling you, is so beautiful. They, They are such a blessing. I have never seen such a family that is so humble. And it makes me cry. Sorry. They're so beautiful. They've been such a blessing to me. Melissa has dealt with her own uh, chronic illnesses. I'm sorry. I'm a little emotional. She's dealt with her own um, struggles and pain in her own body. 
And she's gone through a process in her life, her and her husband and her children. And she's come out the other side just so beautiful, her and her family. And just a testimony, such a great testament to the Lord and his goodness and his grace and mercy and love, even in suffering. And, um, and I just, I, I followed her and her story and it's just really touched my heart because it gave me strength to see her being able to go through her own suffering and still rejoice in the Lord and still thank him and still be filled with joy and, and to be such a good wife and good mother. And it's just their, their family is such a perfect, beautiful example of what a family of God should look like. In my opinion, I know they're not perfect. None of us are perfect, but, and I don't want to put any pressure on them, but just, they're just a great, perfect example to look towards, um, that I've looked towards that I look up to that I think I want that one day, you know, I want to, I want to have that. I want a good godly man and, and, and I want to be the good godly woman that God's created me to be, uh, of a good wife and a good mother, which I, I just want that so badly. Um, and I know I'll have that. I know it's coming. Um, it's just something, um, that, uh, I just wanted to share. They're, they're just a beautiful family. And so the other, the other, uh, scripture I wanted to share, um, about repentance, um, was Haziah. I don't know how to say it. It might be Hosea. Everyone says it differently. I think Hosea, Hosea, uh, 14 about telling all of us, which is, this is his word today for the body of Christ. Come back, return to your God. O Israel, come back, return to your God. You're down, but you're not out. Hallelujah. Prepare your confession and come back to God. Pray to him. Take away our sin. Accept our confession. Receive as restitution our repentant prayers. Assyria won't save us. Horses won't get us where we want to go. We'll never again say our God to something we've made or made up. You are our last hope. It is not true. Is it not true? Sorry. Is it not true that in you, the orphan finds mercy? So I know that I've dealt with that orphan spirit myself, that he's bringing me into acceptance and adoption through the father, through Jesus and showing me that no matter who doesn't accept me and my son in this world, he does. He accepts me. He accepts my son. He loves us. And we are part of the family of God. And so I just wanted to share that with you. Whoever else out there has felt rejected and abandoned by their friends or family or the church or whoever, um, you are accepted. You are accepted and loved by God. He loves you. And he wants you to know that today, that you are not alone and that you are loved, that he sees you and that he hears you. And so that was about it of what I wanted to share with you guys today. Um, The other thing um, besides those scriptures and things that he just laid on my heart um, were were these prayers that I want to pray with you guys today. They're just beautiful, beautiful prayers. And if I can find it, I'll share it with you real quick. As you can tell, I didn't really plan this very well. I'm just kind of going with the Holy Spirit on this. So 
trying to relax more with these podcasts and not try to be so like, (laughs) so anyway, uh, it is called to bear fruit. Lord Jesus, you chose me and appointed me to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the father will give me whatever I ask in your name. Father, you are the gardener. You prune every branch that bears fruit, so it will be even more fruitful. The Apostle Paul said to be filled with the fruit of righteousness and that he desired that fruit might abound to our account. Therefore, I commit myself to bring forth the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. I renounce and turn from the fruit of the flesh because I belong to Christ and have crucified the flesh with its affections and lust. A seed cannot bear fruit unless it first falls into the ground and dies. I confess that I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Father, I thank you that I am good ground, that I hear your word and understand it, and that the word bears fruit in my life, sometimes a hundredfold, sometimes 60, sometimes 30. I am like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season. My leaf shall not wither, and whatever I do shall prosper. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for filling me with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that I may walk worthy of you. Lord, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of you. In Jesus' name, amen. And there's also another one that has really blessed me that um, I'd like to share too. And, And like I said before, I just encourage you to pray these prayers along with me that just bring so much peace and healing uh, because these prayers are with the word of God. And this one, like I said, is called to walk in forgiveness. Father, in the name of Jesus, I make a fresh commitment to you to live in peace and harmony, not only with the other brothers and sisters of the body of Christ, but also with my friends, neighbors, and family. Father, In Jesus' mighty name, I repent of holding on to bad feelings toward anyone. I bind myself to godly repentance and loose myself from anger, bitterness, resentment, jealousy, envying, strife, and any unkindness in any form. Father, I ask for your forgiveness. By faith, I receive it. I receive your forgiveness, having assurance that I am cleansed from all unrighteousness through Jesus Christ. I ask you to forgive and release all who have wronged and hurt me. I forgive and release them, Father. Deal with them in your mercy and loving kindness. From this moment on, I purpose to walk in love, to seek peace, to live in agreement, and to conduct myself toward others in a manner that is pleasing to you. I know that I have right standing with you, Father, and your ears are attentive to my prayers. It is written in your word that the love of God has been poured forth into my heart by the Holy Ghost, who is given to me. I believe that love flows forth into the lives of everyone I know, that we may be filled with and abound in the fruits of righteousness, which bring glory and honor unto you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, so be it. Amen. 
God bless you and have a peaceful, restful Rosh Hashanah. God bless. I had one more prayer I wanted to share with you guys today. It's from Psalm 103 and it's called Our Father's Love. And this is the Passion Translation, which I love. With my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the Holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy and made me a king. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. You're God who makes things right, giving justice to the defenseless. You unveiled to Moses your plans and showed Israel's sons what you could do. Lord, you are so kind and tenderhearted to those who don't deserve it and so very patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river, overflowing its banks with kindness. You don't look at us only to find our faults, just so that you can hold a grudge against us. You may discipline us for our many sins, but never as much as we really deserve. Nor do you get even with us for what we've done. Higher than the highest heavens, that's how high your tender mercy extends. Greater than the grandeur of heaven above is the greatness of your loyal love towering over all who fear you and bow down before you. Father, further, sorry, further than from a sun's sunrise to a sunset, that's how far you've removed our guilt from us. The same way a loving father feels towards his children, that's but a sample of your tender feelings toward us, your beloved children who live in awe of you, and you know all about us inside and out. You are mindful that we are made from dust. Our days are so few, and our momentary beauty so swiftly fades away. Then all of a sudden we're gone, like grass clippings blown away in a gust of wind, taken away to our appointment with death, leaving nothing to show that we were, that we were here. But Lord, your endless love stretches from one eternity to the other, unbroken and unrelenting toward those who fear you and those who bow face down in awe before you. Your faithfulness to keep every gracious promise you've made passes from parents to children to grandchildren and beyond. You are faithful to all those who follow your ways and keep your word. God's heavenly throne is eternal, secure, and strong, and his kingdom rules the entire universe. So bless the Lord, all his messengers of power, for you are his mighty heroes who listen to the voice of his word to do it. Bless and praise the Lord, you mighty warriors, ministers who serve him well and fulfill his desires. I will bless and praise the Lord with my whole heart. Let all his works throughout the earth, wherever his dominion dominion stretches, let everything bless the Lord. God bless you. Jesus loves you.